And also, he has a work to take notes. You know, you know, go for career. Um, tonight I'm going to go continue uh, on in our series disciplines. Um, I'm going to talk about these best practices, right? All that I say when I say all that I mean when I say discipline um, is a practice or an activity, um, something that you can do on a regular basis. And when we do, um, it's helpful for our spiritual That's all I mean. I say spiritual disciplines. Um, these spiritual disciplines, right, um, are best practices. When put in practice, will allow God to transform us. It will put us in a place where God can change our hearts and change our lives. Um, right? These spiritual disciplines, these best practices, they don't—they don't cause the change. God changes us, um, but they put us into a position where God can bring out spiritual abilities. Right, only God causes things to grow, but it this helps. Tonight, I want to talk about abiding and the art of stillness. I explain all of that. Let's go ahead and turn to John 15. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Um, chapter 2. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. Every grace that does bear fruit, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, but it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that you are joy. Or so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this to lay down one's life. So, God, I just ask what I ask that you bring us to Christ. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. 
apart from me, you can do nothing. to abide or remain in Christ, right? Abide um, simply means to live in a place, right? To make something your abode, and that's just a fancy word for a home. You live in something, right? You live in Christ, you remain in Christ, you stay with Him, you stay in Him and in His love. If we are to bear any fruit, Right? If we're being successful in what we do, whether it be in ministry, whether it be in high or whether it be in anything, I believe that these practices just help our, our spiritual walk, but they will help our um, every aspect of every part of our lives. Because when we get the spiritual stuff, and I believe that flows out. It is essential that we do this as Christians. Essential that we remain in him. It's essential that we find him, that we live with him, that we stay with him. Right? Not only will it be a, cause you to be more effective, not only will it cause you to bear fruit, but verse 11 says oh, that your joy will be Right? That you, that you will have more joy, that you have complete, not just a little bit of joy, but have complete joy. Right? Because Jesus says, not just an earthly joy will be in you, but my joy will be in you. Right? Heavenly joy, or complete joy. One of the things to get this right in verse 11 says, I told you this, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. But in verse 10, it says that if we keep his command, we will remain in his love. And so part of abiding is keeping the commands of Jesus. And what did he command us? Well, he goes on in verse 12 and says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. And so the command he gave us is to love each other like he loved us. Right? How did he love each other? How did he love us? He laid his life down for us. So in the first sense, we obey his command, we command his commands that we remain, and we remain in his love, that our joy may be complete. Right? And and we see this as 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 we serve others, as we um, love the people around us, um, a lot of times there's a certain sense of joy that comes from helping somebody else out. Maybe you guys experienced this, helping that like a local mission, maybe you, you know, gone on mission, maybe you helped with B1, maybe you helped with the bake sale for uh, disaster relief, and you felt some sort of joy. And I believe that, that when we serve others, when we love others, that allows us to feel joy as a sign that this is something that we should be doing. Right? You know, if you got somebody a present or if you get, you know, maybe give somebody a ride or if you see the joy in somebody's face when you go to surprise them. Right? And so we, we experience this joy when we love others. Right? When we're serving people, when we see break through something supernatural, right? When we, when we pray for others, when we come together in Bible study, right? There's a certain joy that occurs out there. So, abiding in the Lord stays with obeying His commandments, loving and loving others. That's how we remain in Him. But, there's another practice that 
practiced it. As we study the life of Jesus, as we study the heroes of faith, and we can see when we look at our own mentors in our own life, right? That I think back on on people, uh, you know, people like my pastor, or people like um, Rich Ellis, and and people that have mentored me. And I think about their lives. I think about the times that they practice abiding. They practice time away alone with God. So that's what I want to talk about more tonight. It's the practice of abiding. What can time with the Lord to spend time with Him? Right? Again, it starts with loving others. It starts with obeying His commands. But I believe that we can see in Scripture that, that Jesus and other, other heroes of the faith and the mentors in our own life have practiced abiding physically, going out, spending time away and alone. Some people call it quiet time, or devo time, or devotional time. But essentially, it's spending intentional time away with God alone, right? Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the church, right? I believe that the church, the community, the body of Christians is, is, is created by God to help us grow and walk with the Lord, right? We come to God individually, but we follow him corporately, right? I'm a firm believer in that. But I also believe that there's time that we need to go and spend a long time. Right? That I spend um, time with my family, right, when I go home. But sometimes I, I take a car ride with my mom, or I drive to the store with my dad, or um, I go out and help my brother-in-law fix something. You know, and so I spend time individually with them as well. And I believe that helps the relationship. And the same thing is true with the Lord. Yes, we want to spend time with the whole body of believers, the whole family of God. But it's important that we spend time with our Father in a way so that we can grow closer to Him and have that individual one-on-one. Right? Often this is a dedicated space of alone and praying and reading Scripture. Right? Sometimes people listen to worship music, or they just sit down uh, quietly before the Lord. It can be in the woods, it can be in the living room, it can be, um, you know, maybe your quiet time is in the morning with the rack on the treadmill, you know, headphones in. <clears throat> but it's time spent away and alone with God. Matthew 6 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room. Close the door that your father who has done in secret will reward you. This wasn't something that Jesus just suggested. It wasn't something he was like, you guys should go some time in prayer because it's good for you because you're, you know, you're mortals. It's, it wasn't something that Jesus was just lying off on as a way to be more spiritual. This is something that Jesus practiced. So, Mark Chapter 1, verse 35 says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary or a lonely place where he prayed. It was important for Jesus to spend time alone with God. Because that was the way that he was going to bear fruit. That was the way that he was going to be effective in his ministry. That was the way he was going to know what God was doing. That was the way he was going to understand what to do. Right? That his relationship with 
is strong. And he let his disciples in on that very simple secret so that they could be fruitful as well, so they could be successful as well. Because what he was going to call them to do, he was going to call them to give up their lives for the sake of the gospel. Right? Every one of the Disciples besides John was martyred. Every one of them died for the sake of the gospel. And John was tortured. So sometimes what God calls us to do is great. Sometimes God calls us to do is, is hard and it's big. But He has given us the tools to do it. He's given us the tools to have the, the power to do it and the energy to do it. Our ability to be fruitful when we do it. It starts with praying. Being alone in time with God away from everybody else. There's one feature of our time of body that I mentioned earlier. Away with God and her sort of um, that I want to focus on tonight. Right? So I'm talking about abiding, but I want to really zero in on this one concept of abiding. And that is stillness, right? The art of being still. Last summer, I went to Salt. Uh, or, sorry, not Salt. <laughs> Last summer, I went to Sikkim. Abby's wearing a Sikkim shirt right now. And so is Vincent. Real quick, I'm going to do a quick promo for something. This is part of our leadership uh, training. Um, if you guys want to be leading high off, you need to go to Sikkim. Um, it's a wicked leech, and you learn everything it is you, need, you need to know to be a leader, right? Um, you spend time in community, you spend time cooking and, and, and living with other people in high alpha all across the Atlantic coast. Uh, learn from some great teachers and preachers. Um, and it's a weekend. Uh, and we'll talk more about that later, but I encourage you to go to see them. I encourage you to talk to them and ask them what it is and what it meant to them and, and how um, you can work. Anyways, so last summer I was at Sikkim in Maxon, North Carolina, um, and while I was there, uh, I was out um, taking a walk on the beach. Uh, I was walking down the beach. Way back, uh, I saw something Hurried back into a hole. And I was like, what's that? And so I see all these holes in the beach. Um, so I just stood there for a second. As I stood there, pushing out like sand from this hole. So I just sat there and I kind of just looked around and like, and every time I would move, he would just hurry back into this hole. And so I stayed there and I stayed and I watched and I was still and I was quiet. As I was sitting there, more than a little crack. Because it was in the 20s, on all Not mind me at all. And as I was as I was sitting there perfectly. I just decided to show you know, the scripture to mind. 
Psalms 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. For a moment, I was still enough. Still enough to see what Looked up these ghost crabs, what they're called. I found out what they were called. These ghost crabs are notoriously shy, and with six, 363 days, very sensitive to any action that goes around them. That's why many daytime meat growers will never encounter them unless they're perfectly clean. Either taken or eaten by napper moss in their cocoon, right? Unless they are taken by napper moss in their cocoon. In these cases, a ghost crab may break out of an otherwise noticeable and then disappear. Deposit some of the remnants of But these crabs are only seen if they're quiet, still, and don't move. Um, they're very skittish. I'm not saying God is skittish and comparatively moving. I am saying that they, these are, there's things on this earth that just keep us that are noisy and that are in our face that cause us not to hear them. Right? That causes us not to be listening to them. Right? And I've talked about this before. We live in a culture where we are getting input from so many different sources at all times of the day. Right? If Snapchat's popping up, Instagram's popping up, news is popping up, the whatever's popping up. And because of that, we miss out on what God is doing. Because of that, we can't hear or we can't sit still long enough to see the beautiful picture that God is trying to show us. Let us not miss out on, on, on God's beauty. Let us not miss out on his work. Let us not miss out on what he's doing because we're so busy, right? We're so distracted by um, these little computers, right, that, that we miss out on what God is doing. I'm one of the biggest culprits of that. Of, 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 Looking, checking, looking, checking, and scrolling. And I miss out on what God is doing. Right? And I don't even know it sometimes. And, and, and really, you know, uh, God God is beginning to show up and showing me this and stuff. And really, I didn't know what I didn't see until I saw it. I don't know if that makes sense, but sometimes we need to be quiet. Because God uses a quiet voice. Right? We need to be filled with this God. Talks to us and we listen. 30 Kings chapter 19, verse 10. Talks to us and we listen. 30 Kings chapter The word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death, and killed them. I'm the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. The Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. The Lord was not in the wind. 
after the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. And Elijah heard it, and the Lord spoke over his face, and stood at the mouth of the cave, the voice of an evil man. Okay. So in this scenario, Elijah is distressed trying to figure out he's waiting for this. So he goes down and he listens and quiet whisper. And then deeply down, God begins to reveal what's coming in God says, This is what you're so God gives him direction, but it's not until he hears that whisper that he fails to believe. Revelation 3.20 tells us that God is actually talking. All we must do to hear is believe what he's doing. Luke 11.28 says, Blessed are those who hear the word of the Lord and obey it. Right? God is speaking. That's not... That's not debatable. God is speaking. He's speaking to his people, right? Revelation 3.20 says, He stands at the door and knocks, waiting for you to let him in. God is always continually, always speaking, and he is always doing wonderful The problem isn't that God isn't speaking. The problem is we're not listening. The problem is we can't hear him because there's so many other distractions coming our way. We can't hear him because we won't sit still long enough for him to speak to us. We can't hear him because we have prioritized everything else besides him. And we listen to every other voice besides his voice. God is speaking. He's wanting, wanting to come in and commune with you. He's wanting to come in and sit down with you. Wanting to come in. I couldn't see the beautiful pictures of this of all the different little ghost bugs crawling all over the beach and, and doing the little things that they're doing. I couldn't see that until I was quiet and still enough to allow them to work. We need to be quiet and still enough God to work. Because the longer I waited, the more fearfully it took for me to The more the cracks came in, the more they started doing, they were interacting with each other. They draw sand out, they push sand over. What could happen if we practice this stillness? Compellingtruth.org says when we spend time with someone, we learn about them. We begin to become like them. When we spend a time alone with God, we learn about Him. It is also a way He transforms us to become more like Him. Spending time in our secret place with God is one way of choosing the Spirit over the flesh. Genesis 5 through 8. When we do that, we have a more of a heavenly experience with God. Can you tell you guys that, that when I spend time alone with the Lord, it changes my perspective on everything else that happens? 
And when I spend time alone with the Lord, that He transforms my heart, my mind, and begins to reveal things to me that maybe He wouldn't reveal if I didn't take that time to, to listen. Right? It changed my perspective about people, it changed my perspective about my situation, it changed my perspective about where I'm at in the moment. It gives us an eternal perspective, a heavenly perspective, not just what we can see, but what God can see. He can see far more than we can. Right? And so we'll, we'll just get into it. How can I practice the art of stillness? And I can't lay it out for you. One, slow down. Slow down. This is something that's very hard for us sometimes. Please, let's go, let's go, let's go. Quicker, quicker, quicker. Uber, it's taking five more minutes than it should have had to get to me. This, you know, this uh, burger's taking, you know, 30 more seconds than um, it did last time. I gotta get, I'm not even gonna go inside, I'm just gonna go to the drive home. Get this quick, get this quick, this quick. Amazon delivers in two hours. What the heck? Like, and so we have this mindset of, I need it now, 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 faster, faster, faster. We forgot how to slow down and be So slow down and find a place, a lonely place or a place to be alone. Right? As I'm as I thought about this tonight, I could think that most of the time that God speaks to me in the shower. But it's because it's a time away from everybody. It's literally in a like little box, you know, a closet, basically. And I'm not distracted by any outside noise because there's a white noise going on around me. And so it's a it's a that I've been that God's been able to speak to me. It's like Kaylee, you got no other quiet time to me today except for you know, Or at least you're gonna be able to hear me. Place. Right? Is that your dorm closet? Is that your, uh, you know, your living room? Is that um, again? Is it is it someplace public, but you you know put in headphones or you made time? You, you're not distracted by talking. I, I have an awful habit of eavesdropping, so start listening there. But find a lonely place. Find a place to be alone. Sit there and do nothing. Yeah, that's the hard Your hands itching the whole time to touch your phone. You're uh, wanting to turn the TV on or check this or check that. Just wait for a couple minutes. Just sit there and do nothing for a couple minutes. Right? Or do something that doesn't require thinking. Right? The, the other week, um, I started doing this thing where I said, I'm not going to not gonna watch media, or I'm not going to look at any media, anything, uh, whether it be TV or my phone, I'm not going to look at any media until after breakfast. Right? I'm going to spend that whole morning trying to be still, trying to be quiet. And so I ate my cereal and quiet, which I haven't done in forever without checking my phone or turning on the TV or nothing. And then I began to read. passage of scripture or whatever book about the Bible, 
And the Lord just began to tell me, begin to speak to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I was only crying for like two minutes, and the Lord's already speaking to me. You know, what could happen if I did this every day? Since I'm just invited to see you loving you, loving you, your mind. Set your mind on Christ, right? Think about Him. If you're going to think about anything, think about Christ. Think about God. Have an opportunity. Wait and listen. It doesn't do us any good to sit there quietly if we're falling asleep. Here's how we listen. Right? Now, Jesus told his disciples, he said, wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Wait. So it's okay for us to wait. It's okay for us to wait. And again, it's, it's hard in our culture because we're so ingrained in, in time, time, time. Here, here, here. This starts at this time. This ends at this time. Now, what if we waited? Next thing is fast from distracts. Um, fast from distractions. Right? Sometimes I'll occasionally I'll delete Instagram off my phone. Say, I'll delete Snapchat off my phone. I'll delete every social media out there on my phone. Text and call. Right? And I, and I don't just do that to, you know, you know, put myself through some kind of rigmarole or whatever. But I do it so I can spend time listening to the Lord. I can spend more time in prayer. I can spend more time reading Scripture. More time just being aware and present. Because stillness is not just effective in hearing from the Lord. Stillness is effective in hearing from people in your life. It's effective in relationships, right? Just be still for a second and listen to what you. Partner is saying. Just be still for a second and hear what your friend is saying. Your brother, your friend is saying. Yeah, so they will be still. When you're doing these things, you're finding time away from the Lord. I encourage you uh, also to spend time in prayer and reading scripture. Uh, right? You see, Jesus, when he went away to a lonely place, he prayed. Uh, right? When I, after I ate my cereal, you know, quietly, I read uh, passage scripture or And so I encourage you to be still, to be still, to be present, to wait on the Lord. And then I encourage you to pray. And practice these other things that go along with time, that go along with your devotion. God is knocking at the door, guys. He's wanting you to let him in. He's wanting to talk to you. He's wanting to spend time with you. He's wanting to be with you. He's wanting to teach. 
have to do is let it in. All we have to do is slow down just a little to listen and hear him knocking to invite him in. If we do this, I promise, right, because the scripture says we abide in him, we'll bear fruit. So if we do this, we will bear fruit, right? We will be more fruitful service and our love. We become more intimate with him. We really hear what he's saying, right? And we want to hear from him in his voice. We'll be able to hear what he's saying there. And we'll be bold with that so that we know when God is in our other parts. Right? God is constantly abiding with us, right? When we become Christians, God comes and lives in our hearts, right? He comes and lives with us, right? In us. He's constantly abiding with us. Are we letting him in? Are we recognizing that constant presence of him being with us at all times? Right? That'll change the way we look at things. Realizing that God is with you at all times. Right? It'll change the way you act, it'll change the way you think. The way you think, it's going to transform your heart, it's going to transform your mind, it's going to transform the way you see people, the way you see the world. It will cause us to keep in step. And so I just want to encourage you. Yeah, I, I don't share these spiritual disciplines, I don't share these best practices with you to feel like you've got to be Christian to feel like you can have it whatever. I want you to have the most vibrant, extravagant relationship with God. And I want you to enjoy Him completely. I want you guys to be eternally and abundantly satisfied with the Lord. And you'll be more secure in that. So I just want to encourage you guys find that hard time with Him. Find that alone time with the Lord. Spend time with Him. Read things to Him. Be still. What he's saying He doesn't just speak to me, he doesn't just speak to Ethan or Abby. Right? He speaks to all of us. Spread it wherever it is. Do something different. Like, start small. Something like five minutes. Because do you feel like the Lord is speaking to you at church? And, you know, go, go to Abby and say, hey, I woke up. Right? If you want to write something down, if you want to write a note down, a scripture down, something like that, that you feel like God is saying. Right? Or just something that's just speaking to you. Nobody has to share anything with you. You just have to write it down. Right? Right? I'm going to pray and then. Guys, feel free to move around the room if you, you know, want to find that old, you know, space away. You can just move around God. If you want to talk to you, so, 
talk about our prayer. Know if you want to understand, do that. I'm going to pray in the next five minutes. I just want to Thank you for your gift. Thank you for your Thank you for the Bible. Here are all the disciples. Thank you.